Welcome back to the Stabcast. I'm Dan Hummer. Hi, I am Mindy Hummer. How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Mindy. How was your week? I was good. How was your week, Daniel? Can't complain. We're here to talk about a brand new horror movie. Just came out in theaters. We saw it about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, starring the likes of Pete Davidson, uh, Amanda Ste- Steinberg or Stenberg, mm-hmm. Steinberg. Maria Bakalova. Yeah, she's Russian or something like that. Chase Suey Wonders and Rachel Sanat, a couple other people, and uh, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, and it was directed by Helena Rain, which I'm going to tell you guys real quick. I did a little bit of background on her, and she's more of like a play stage director. Yeah. So she's used to, like, Broadway and plays and stuff like that. So this is one of her first feature-length films. So that's something to really take into account. Yeah. That's true. And, uh, I mean, it's made by that famous company. Uh, yeah, 842. They've been killing it, or 824. 824. Yeah, and they've been killing it. They've had a lot of uh, big movies. Uh and a lot of big ones coming up too. Yeah. The Curse, mm-hmm. Beef, yeah. and uh, a couple other ones that are uh, apparently it's a pretty big studio for not being like a Warner Brothers or a Disney. yeah, they're growing. So uh, they're kind of like how Skull House was in two thousand. Yeah, so now you got Blumhouse and shit. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, you want to give your initial thoughts on this movie? Okay, so my initial thought about, like, referring to my notes or anything, um, you go into it basically not knowing anything, and it's weird when it first opens up, and then you have these two lovely ladies that you see that are really into each other, and they're going to attend a hurricane party at at their friend's mansion, and everything's going up kind of okay but they're really the other friends they're really quite confused yeah. why the one friend is there and that she brought her girlfriend because they didn't even know she had a girlfriend so that's a little weird and the dynamic's a little off but the friend who has the mansion Pete Davidson he's known as Dave in this yes. he's accepting and warming towards Sophie the girl that ran off and like he took her in his study and was like, Look, I'm mad at you for running away and yeah. whatnot, but I understand why you had to go away. Because this is a big part of the movie here. Sophie is a recovering drug addict who just got out of rehab. Yes. All of her friends do some kind of drug. At some point, yeah. Besides her girlfriend. Yeah. No, I just implied. Yeah. Not even throughout the movie. It's just implied that that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. So she It's shown, to too. There's lines away. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's why she had to get away from them 
because she just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. They were too much of an influence on her. Yeah. And when she said that, David actually got really upset because he felt like she's in charge of herself. She's in charge of her own fucking actions. Why can't she hang out with us while we, like, do a little coke? Yeah. The house. Yeah. And, uh, th- so, and then, what, right. go ahead. This is pretty much an ensemble cast, right? So, so Pete or Pete Davidson's playing David, and, and that's who's how she's at. But then you you ha- you kind of see the whole cast at once. The movie starts with her and B, and, and they're a couple. I'm right? trying to get into that, Daniel. Go ahead. And then he is right about that, and it's beautifully shot when you meet all of the rest of the characters because they're actually in a pool. They're underwater. Yeah. So it's the cinematography is absolutely beautiful. It's stunning. Yeah. Especially when it comes to that scene. Like it's just it's beautiful. You got them like in the bottom. You got all of them in the bottom of the pool, pose, pretty and whatnot. It's pretty. Yeah, it is a good scene. And that's not something you normally see come out of horror. Mhm. So I have to give them props. Were props to do that was really good. But then, like I said, Sophie was getting slack for being there, but David basically reassured her that it was okay and whatnot. And then things started getting a little crazy, and they started getting drunk, and they're like, "Hey, why don't we play Bodies, Bodies, Bodies?" Which Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is like compared to like Among Us. Yeah. Guys, it's basically our like a clue kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's basically where, like, one of you is the murderer, but you have to do everything you can to make them, to make everyone think you're not. Yeah. So, interesting game, but kind of just a basic concept. Yeah, it's not anything um, it's special. No. And they start playing, and um, that's where we're really introduced to our other characters. We have Alice, we have her Tinder date. Yes, Greg. Greg. And then, of course, we have David. And then we have David's girlfriend, Emma, who yep. he's really cruel to. Yeah. And honestly, it's a horrible relationship. She's still mean to her. Yeah. And he's even said it's because she won't leave him alone. He tries to break up with her. Yeah. He was telling Sophie he keeps on breaking up with her. She won't leave. Yeah. And she's kind of full of herself. Like, she's, like, all about herself. She's exactly. all, like, she's like, a drama queen. Even more so than Alice. Yeah. So. And Jordan. I mean, and then we got Jordan. And then we got George. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Sorry. Then we got Jordan. Um, but anyways, so the game starts and whatnot, and everyone thinks that Greg is actually dead dead. Well, turns out he's not. He's just fucking with everybody. And yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, let's celebrate me winning. And he grabs a saber and a champagne bottle. And he tries to saber the champagne bottle. And a lot of people, for you who don't know what it is, you basically hold the champagne bottle away from you and saber the top off. You try to cut it off. Pretty easy trick normally, especially if you get it right. And Greg got it right immediately, immediately, to the point where David was offended Yeah. that he did that kind of shit in his house. <laughs> so David goes outside in the house and whatnot, and then you don't see David for a while until all of a sudden he's 
like bloody and shit, and no one knows what's going on. And then it just the rest of the night just completely spirals, and everyone goes after each other. And I will have to put in here real quick. I do have to say this from the director Helena. She did say she wanted it. Sorry, my She wanted it to be a mix between the movie Mean Girls and the movie The Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I can see And that. I can definitely see how that would be her ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Especially with the no technology and everything. Yeah. Um, She said that was very Lord of the Flies. And then, like, the body dysmorphia and stuff <laughs> was very mean girlish. Yeah. I, I like how it was very Gen Z and it was very modern. And that's what she wanted. Yeah, and I thought it was it 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 added it wasn't completely for me at times, like in my demographic or whatever. But we well, were not really Gen Zers though. Exactly. I mean, you were born in ninety seven. I was born in ninety. So right. We weren't we're not really Gen Z. No, but I still enjoyed it for what it like for the humor. I thought it was funny. A lot of it was. Like when uh, Pete Davidson was talking uh, shit to Emma because she said that he was gaslighting her. And he's like, do you even know what that means? Like everyone just uses that. Like it's no, like it's the most overused word and stupid and you're stupid. And, it, and he, guys, he's, he's doing all of this yeah. while being dressed in a pajama set that's short and a hoodie and it's pink. Yeah. So... I yeah. mean, Pete Davidson dresses like a fucking goober anyway. But... I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. He had no right to go after poor Emma. He looked like a freak. Yeah. And he, I mean, and he's a rich punk, and they're throwing a storm party. Well, they're all rich. Yeah, they're all rich. That's yeah, but... why the Russian one, Sophie's girlfriend that she's introducing to everybody, B, that's why she's not really getting along with everyone, because she's not like that. She no. doesn't know what that kind of luxury is like. Exactly. Apparently, Sophia and David are rich, rich, though. That's yes. what they said. Those two are the richest. That's yeah. why they're the closest to each other. Yeah. The because David said before that he knew that she wouldn't rob him or take her much, take his money because she has just as much. Yeah. And what we can't forget about is our friend Max that isn't there yet. And he's a Max! big plot thread. Because he comes up a few times throughout the movie. So Max Vegas was City. actually there at the beginning of the movie, guys. Does me see? When you see David, he's rocking a hardcore black guy. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, what happened? What happened? What happened? And he finally admits that him and Max got into a fist fight. Max took off with one of of their only cars. Yeah. And then, like Daniel's saying, at the very end, he shows up. Where the fuck were you, Max? (laughs) If you were going to come back, why didn't you come back, dude? Yeah. Now, the, there were some things before Bodies Bodies started that are important to note, like Jordan uh, being kind of like, it's implied that her and Sophia have a history romantically. Well, they they're do. They're ex- no, they are. They're, they're ex-girlfriends. Right. The director even said that because she wanted that tension there. Yeah. So those two were kind of exes that messed with each other at one point. And she's dancing, and Jordan's dancing with B because B's like eating a chocolate cake, and the, and then like one of the girls is like, oh, there's weed in that. I know. I mean, I feel so bad for this poor girl, guys. They're talking to her the entire time that she's chowing down on this cake, and then she gets all the way almost through it, 
And Alice goes, oh, you might want to take it easy. There's weed in that cake. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And, and B's just like, she's this guy, she's Russian, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. She's, she's a bit awkward, but she's, she's like proud. cool and has a cool personality in her own right, but she's very different from all these kind of like, well, yeah. she's you know. She's poor, she's from lower class. Russia's also a different country, so there's a bit of culture shock, I'm yeah. sure. And they're partiers, and she's not a party girl. And her girlfriend, Sophie, she's never seen her be a part party girl. Yeah. And I do want to bring this up real quick. Sophie actually did end up relapsing. Yes. And B was very, very upset because Sophie went so incredibly long without doing anything and she promised B, like even though she's going to be with her old demons and whatnot, that she she would be fine and she wasn't. Yeah. And that was Honestly, a very dramatic, hardcore part of the movie, just because I've seen a lot of people struggle with addiction. Yeah. And it, it put a little weight to, to it, yeah. So it did, exactly. It put a little bit of depth. Yeah. And there's a plot. And I did like that. I enjoyed that. Yes. So back to the basic plot. So everyone's going after each other. Everyone's pointing fingers. People are dying one by one by one. We're going to get into that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it comes down to B and Sophie. And they're going at it hardcore. Okay. What do you mean going at it? Arguing or? They're wrestling each other in the mud. They're trying to kill each other. Okay. And B ends up trying to get Sophie's phone. Mm-hmm. Well, Sophie doesn't have her phone. Sophie has David's phone. Yeah. So she finally gets Sophie's phone out of her hands and sees that David had recorded it TikTok right before he died. This is very important, guys. <laughs> so David, like we said, got upset at Greg for being able to do the saber trick. So he decided that he was going to do it himself. Yeah. Not a good idea. He's not coordinated enough. He couldn't pull it off. And then he got frustrated, turned the blade towards him. Don't do that, guys. And stroked up and set it down. <laughs> his own throat. So there was never any killer. No. Yeah, and that was the twist ending. And uh, a, a lot of, I mean, that's funny in its own right. And there's a lot of shit that goes on in between that, that we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean... What that leads to that? But for exactly, and uh, he—it's funny as fuck. And I like how one of the things I love about that scene is Sophie or uh, Bees like looks so like dramatic, and Sophie's like, "Oh, it's not my fault, it's not my fault." And then she just goes over to Pete Davidson's dead body, slit throat, and fucking just opens his eyes and does the face scan real quick. Yeah, and it's just—it was, it was so funny. funny because like it's like um, on the one hand, it's like, how the fuck did she know that? Yeah. And um, the second end, it's like, oh, well, okay, we're talking about bodies now. That's cool. But, and the big explanation that I heard from that, and it'll make a lot more sense when we talk about how other people died and stuff, but uh, the director said that the ending was supposed to kind of mean that people let, like, little shit like that and, like, uh, stuff that they don't even know the full truth about, and they swing out of like whack, and, and shit also, gets fucked she up. Really and she really wanted to. She really wanted them to feel deserted. 
Yeah. Like I said, a Lord of the Flies thing. So instead of like putting them on a desert island or something that's been done before, she takes away their technology yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So it's just it's very strange. It but is. they did she did it well. She did it very well. Yeah. I mean, she did honestly, I think the director did an incredible job. Yeah, for sure. So uh, when they're playing bodies, but to kind of go back now, yeah. when they're playing bodies, bodies, and Greg, the older man that's dating Alice, who Alice might be the standout of the movie. Her she like put like some of these lines seem a bit forced, like like some of the shit we'll get into later. Like I embodied dysmorphia, and, and when they're talk, talking about like race and stuff, and she's like, I am an ally. Like the some of that stuff can sound very forced, but she and does it with such about conviction. Her being preppy and she's like, I am triggered. Yeah, like like just some of the stuff she says, it, it it can sound like generic like Gen Z bullshit that like makes sense to steal and write that. But she says it and it's like she believes she's it. She's so confident. Yeah, it's she like she has such an exuberating confidence exactly. about it while she's talking about it, Daniel. I yeah, think that's what you're trying to get at. That's what I am getting at. She sure. just. She has such a blunt, like, I know that I'm right and you're wrong attitude. In a way, yeah. I mean, it, it's more that it's just, like, I've seen this girl before. Mm-hmm. Like, she is that kind of, like, dumb, like, Ditto. basic bitch. Like, yeah. yeah. So the fact uh, she plays it so well, some of those lines, that they're really funny. Yeah, it, it doesn't well feel right forced. It feels hilarious. Yeah. And the reason why is because, I mean, I'm going to let Daniel say it. But okay. two of the most famous lines that she came up with were actually improvisation. Yeah. That the director ended up stumbling on. And Daniel, it's his favorite part of the movie, so I'm going to let him go ahead and take it. Well, I mean, I already kind of touched on it, but the, the body dysmorphia thing, right? When, so uh, they're arguing about bodies, and they're arguing about being, like, fat and whatnot. And then Alice goes, go ahead, Daniel. Alice, because B, well, B said that her uh, mom had borderline and she didn't tell Sophie, and that was one of the big lies she got caught in. And uh, then Alice starts sticking up for her, and she said, "Well, yeah, mental disorders are a real thing, and it's not anything to laugh at, guys. I have body dysmorphia." And then Jordan's like, "Shut the fuck up, Alice!" <laughs> and, and it's just—it's funny, and, and like she's just not taken seriously, and she's just such an idiot, and it, she just does it so well. Yeah, that's one of my favorite roles. I will have to double back just real quick so everyone knows and they stay on track and whatnot. I I'm sorry about this. This is my bad. I forgot to put this in the plot. But even though B moved to the USA with her mother to attend school, she had to drop out of school quite quickly to take care of her mother. Yeah. So Sophie's friends being so entitled in, in the internet and everything else, they look this girl up. And they don't find a damn thing on her. Yeah. Because there really isn't anything to find. She doesn't have social media. She's not part of the school. She has to drop out. There really isn't anything to find. But they take that as suspicion. Mm -hmm. And then, so when they find uh, David dead, Mm -hmm. his throat slit, the sword next to him, it becomes a whodunit. It's not necessarily a slasher, but it's a whodunit. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of find the dead bodies throughout instead of watching And there's no episodes. bad guy, so it can't really be a slasher. Yeah. But it's still a whodunit, even though there's nobody who done it. It's more <laughs> of a clue. Yeah. 
honestly. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you want something similar to it, I would go ahead and check out Tim Curry in uh, Clue. Yeah. From um, the 50s, 60s era, because that was very well done. It is a good story. And I think that that's probably the closest you're going to get to this movie. Yeah. And... Because it does, and it does, and it puts a modern twist on it, and it does it well. And from the moment that he's gone, everyone's so paranoid, and then they start to break down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the movie does well, like Sophie leaning in her drug habit a little later. That comes a few deaths later. But uh, Greg, during it, because David hates Greg, and one of the big moments is when they're playing, because the prelude to Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is they all smack each other. And B goes to smack David, and she just gives him a little tap on the cheek. And he said, come on, go harder. And they're all laughing, like, come on, come on, go harder. And she just keeps on tapping him. And then he's like, no, you got to hit me harder like this. And then he fucking decks Greg. Because he doesn't like Greg, the yeah. guy that Alice brought, the older guy. He thinks he's weird. He said he's totally not hot. He's obviously jealous because he's the only dude in the group. So the other guy, he's a bit handsome, he's older a guy. Girl. Yeah, he does not like him. So, and he keeps making fun of Greg. He keeps talking shit. Greg says a stupid quote. I can't remember the exact quote. I don't know if you can. But uh, what, right after they're playing Bodies, Bodies. But Greg says some stupid, like, hippie shit. And then David's like, well, what does that mean? And he's like, and then he just keeps saying the quote. He's like, yeah, but what does that mean, Greg? And then he just, like, and then Greg's like, you're fucking with me, aren't you? And he's like, all right, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, I don't really remember exactly what yeah. he So, Greg walks off and then he's gone so then when David's dead all the girls are like it's got to be Greg Mm -hmm. and Alice doesn't want to believe it because that's her boyfriend and they're like well when did you meet him a week ago or some shit like that what's his last name I don't know yeah so they're all freaking out they all go look for him and he's down I think in like the pool area I think he was at Maybe. It was kind of he was in a room yeah he was in like a a, it's a basement type deal but not It was it was some rich people shit. It was a fancy room, and he's got, like, headphones on, and uh, he's not, like, in the bed sleeping, like he said, and they're all scared and worried, and they think it's him. And uh, they all got, like, knives and shit pointed at him. And he's like, you guys are fucking with me again. So he gets the knife from one of the girls, and he starts, ah, ah, ah. And, he, and he's fucking with them because he thinks it's all a big, fun joke. And they're like, mm-hmm. you killed David. He's like, I thought David killed me in the game. And uh, so when he's doing that, he's waving the knife. B's scared, and B thinks it's over for everybody. So she grabs, like, this big, like, brick-type thing Mm -hmm. and fucking wallops him in the back of the head. Yeah, she just, like, smashes it, man. It was was beautiful, honestly. It was like a fucking watermelon falling falling from the building. And for a horror movie that really doesn't, like, rely on that too much, it's usually just they find the bodies and, like, people are really bloody. It's not very gory or, like, there's a lot of, like, killing going on. And this wasn't very gory, honestly. I do enjoy, I did enjoy that part. Yeah, that was a good part. And then he's, like, good for a second, and then he goes to, like, touch her, and then she hits him again, and he just fucking swings to the ground. And uh, and then that's when it becomes real. Someone's another one's dead, and it's at their hands. Mm-hmm. And that's like it's supposed to portray how people like like when one thing goes like wrong, everyone starts freaking the fuck out, even though it's without context. Especially when you can't call for help. Yeah, exactly. The text's away, so they can't call. So they're scared. They're they're running around now, and they're trying to figure out who the killer is because it's got to be one of them. And. Uh, the the next one to go is Emma, right? Yeah, she falls down the stairs. Yeah, she. No, grabs... we don't actually know what happens to Emma per se. So, I believe it's Jordan 
not is it not Jordan? The dies? No, Jordan. No, not yet. Jordan. But like, was it Jordan or was it? Um, Sophia gave her the pills. Sophia gave her the pills. Yeah. Okay, so Sophie gives her the calm these down. pills to calm down, and while the poor girl turns around to go down the stairs, she fucking falls. Yeah. And breaks her damn neck. So, like, again, another accident. Half of these fucking deaths <laughs> in this movie are just accidents. I feel it should be, like, Final Destination. Yeah. But you don't know that she felt because Sophie didn't say anything because she was scared to say anything. Yeah. She so, didn't say so it until that said, confrontation so would she be said the until the end. She kept it to herself to the end. So, you think someone fucked her up? Out. Yeah. Because you just find her body as a viewer. You find, I went to take a piss for a second, came back, and apparently Sophie was back in her uh, drug habit. Yeah. That's one scene you saw I didn't see. And that's when she gets back into the drugs. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's coke on the table. And, uh, yeah, she she gives Emma some pills. Uh, uh, but no one knows yet. So we just find Emma's body and she's laying there filled with blood. And that's David's girlfriend. And that that's the third one dead now. And now, and that's where all the comedy is coming out now. They're all free. Some of the uh, dialogue sequences went a little long for me. where Where it's just like, like, it is funny, and I get what they're doing with the modern and, like, the, not teenage girls, but, like, 20-something girls, mm-hmm. 20-something-year-old girls, and uh, and they're just, like, yelling random, like, modern shit that you would say, like, lingo, like, basic bitch stuff, mm-hmm. and, and, but some of it just went a little long for me. Some of it's, like, it, like a lot of it landed, but, like, 20% didn't, and then during that 20%, I was like, all right, come on, let's get to the next scene, you know? That would probably be one of my only gripes with it. But like, but when Alice w- was saying uh, like, oh, I'm so triggered, and like with the race thing with Jordan and Sophie, and she's like, oh, you're targeting the only ones that are, it was. And it's something to do with being black, and she's like, I am an ally, and she doesn't know what to do, and she just keeps saying like, like excuses. Can I not for, target your kind of people. Yeah, like she's just she she is really good, and she makes it work. But when like Jordan does it, it seems a little forced because she doesn't seem like that type of character. Jordan's more of like a badass, where Alice is more of like a hippie who doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, and they kick B out eventually because uh, Alice is pissed, and she's like, "You killed my boyfriend!" Because she killed Greg. I mean, because in all reality, she I mean she did kill somebody. Yeah. So technically, she was the killer. Yeah. And then they found out that she lied to Because the Sophie. other death was an accident. Yeah. Because technically, when they chased her out of that house, Daniel, she was a killer. Yeah. She, yeah, she she had murdered somebody. Man. That's why she was like, you killed my boy. And it was funny. Because the other two were accidents. Yeah, complete accident. But the, this was completely on purpose. She, but she was protecting them. And and then they found out she lied about going to college because she dropped out of college. And she didn't tell Sophia. Or Sophie, mm-hmm. and uh, so they kick her out in the rain, and that's like a good shot. It's a very well shot scene. Absolutely. That's another one the director does very well. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's eye candy. It's it's really well shot, and then she goes out in the car in the rain, and then she finds out that uh, Jordan has a gun, and she comes in and she points it out, and, and then Jordan's freaked out, and then they found out Jordan was actually the killer in the game. Mm-hmm. So then they're even more freaked uh, out. Freaked out. And I think that this is one of my favorite Alice lines too. When she's like, she's like, it makes sense because you're one of the poorer ones in the in the group. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she's like talking shit to her, and she really offends Jordan with this. She says, "Your parents are upper middle class," yeah. <laughs> and, she's like, oh, and everyone's like freaking out. And she's like, "Your your father's a teacher," 
And, and, it's and like, your it's, mom's a psychiatrist. Yeah. And, and she's like, the university can't pay that much. And then Jordan's like, it's public. And she's like, oh, I, I'm ashamed to be around you. And then Jordan shoots her in the leg. And, and you fucking shot it. You it was so funny. It. That was one of the best. That scene really worked for me. That that was funny as hell. She so deserved it. I mean, normally I wouldn't vote for like the bad guy or whatnot, but like she deserved it. Yeah. And Jordan wasn't really the bad guy. No one was. Uh, but then she kind of goes after being Sophie a little bit because they think B it's her. Sophie's pack. Yeah. Oh, because that's a big one, and that's why B's going after the phone in the end, mm -hmm. because uh, Jordan said that they met up earlier and they fucked in her car, mm -hmm. and uh, and then B gets really like suspicious, and she's going for Sophie's phone the whole thing, and that's what turns back to her looking for the phone, but finding out it's David's, and then finding the TikTok of the dipshit sweating his own throat. Put this fucking pink to hand with that. I thought the movie itself and that's pretty much that that's pretty much what went down. Yeah. Uh Jordan she dies by falling through a glass table. Yep. Uh from from a balcony on the Another second story. Accident. Another accident. They were kind of pushing on each other and then like Sophie released and she just fell and straight down. Uh what was it that took out Alice? Cuz after being shot, I don't quite remember. I have to. I mean, I could always look I it up. She died from her gunshot wound. Did she? I thought she got shot in the leg, though. I don't remember, Daniel. Yeah. Honestly, it I'm was sorry, a week guys. Ago. It only came out a week ago. We haven't had time to like refresh our memories, so. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I, I remember a lot of the movie. That's one of the only parts. But uh, oh, she's fatally shot in the throat. Okay, okay. so I'm right. She was shot again. Yeah, she gets shot again in the throat. Uh, and then that's when B attacks Jordan and everything happens and she falls into the table. But then when they're outside fighting, they find the phone. And then after everything with Pete and they're on the phone, they see the TikTok, Max shows up and he's like, what the fuck happened? And then they're just sitting there and it's B in Sophie's face. And then uh, the sprinklers go off in the back. And it's one of those like funny, like, what the hell just happened? And... Uh, they completely fucked up everything. Sophie leaned back into her drug addiction. B killed somebody, and, and they all like they all made fatal mistakes that night. And all their friends are dead, yeah. and it's all could have been avoided if they would have, you know, did a little research and not freaked out. So I, I think that base message is kind of cool and kind of funny at the same time. Absolutely, it was to show what Gen Z people would do if they were cut off from technology. Yeah, things were happening. <laughs> Like, of course, like, people are going to get hurt, and then they're going to blame everyone else. Yeah. And in the poster, everybody has smartphones and stuff. That's pretty much the whole – There's. it's supposed to be, like, them, like, being kind of lost without it. Yeah. The technology and shit. And they, they definitely the did a fantastic job at portraying that. Yeah. And – uh yeah, I thought it was really well done. It wasn't like the slasher I thought it was going to be going into it, but for the movie it was. It was hilarious. It was more comedy than horror, but it was still really good, and the horror elements were done pretty well, too. Absolutely. Like them walking through a hallway and shit. So how many sabers, Daniel, would you give this movie? Sabers or like a machete type deal? It, it was a saber. It was mm. sabering. Okay. Uh, I would give it 7 out of 10. Because I thought it was a risk. Maybe a seven and a half. I Damn, really that's what I was going to go for. We're too much alike. 
I thought it was a really good movie. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, there, there was only a couple things that I rolled my eyes at, and the rest were, were like okay, a couple, a couple of times it was cringy. Yeah, but it was really good. Pete Davidson was a standout, and he is a really good actor. He did a great I know job. people don't like him, but he is he did funny. A great job. He, he, for the like half hour he was on screen before he got off, he was very good. And very memorable too. Yeah, he was a bit like to where he's like a big part of the movie, even though he's not in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was a good flick. It's and, a uh, fun time, definitely. I would definitely recommend it to you if you're like doing sleepover or yes. like a Halloween party or something. Like, yeah, this movie is definitely meant to be watched in a crowd. Yeah, or with a few friends and everything because it's it's so funny. It's such a fun ride. Yeah, it is. And uh, they all had a lot of, uh, I mean, it, you can tell that they had fun making it. Because oh, there was cool. a lot of chemistry between the cast. And for an ensemble, like everyone had a moment to shine and it was good. Especially for a young cast when the only person you know in this thing is Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Like everybody, like all the girls did a good job at kind of carrying this movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, like a couple critics called it like Euphoria with Knives. And I thought that was kind of... I don't agree that's with that. Yeah, I think that's kind of dumbing down what it's actually trying to do. Uh, and uh, I think it's a lot better than anybody would expect. And it has a bit more of a message than anybody would expect. But it's also a good, fun time. So, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot, honestly. So, next week, we're yes. going to be doing the movies and Netflix original movies of Perfection. It is about two young celluists and a company and a lot of secrets and a lot of lies and it is such a fucking roller coaster ride, guys. A wild ride. It it really is. Now I am gonna put up a little bit of a warning and say if you're really squeamish when it comes to bugs and stuff like that, then it's probably not gonna be for you. I mean, you can always skip it, but you know. Um, so other than that, go check it out. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to love it. We're do, we're starting to get into spooky time here, and I Halloween. think this is one of the great ones to top it off, to start it off with. Yes, ma'am. And uh, with all that being said, you want to say hootie hoo and get out of here? Hootie hoo! We will see everybody next week for the perfection, right? Yep. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.